to the Pete McMurray Show. Shohei Otani signed with the Dodgers, 10 years, $700 million. Let's welcome in the voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers and a Bradley University graduate. It's our old friend Charlie Steiner. Charlie, first of all, thanks for taking the time, and how happy are you? Well, it's a whole new day at the office, isn't it? (laughs) The Dodgers have had their eye on Otani for at least a year and a half, seriously. When he was in high school, they had wanted him. Had there been a DH in the National League at the time, they likely would have signed him then, but he wanted to do both. The Dodgers weren't ready to do that. Spent six years in Anaheim, and now here he is for the next 10 years, moving about 40 miles north from Anaheim to Los Angeles, and he is now the face, the hood ornament for the <laughs> Dodgers and all the sports venues that, uh, that Guggenheim owns. So it, it was a massive deal for the Dodgers, for Guggenheim, for baseball, in that you know, the Dodgers now, the signature franchise in the game, have the signature player. So uh, it, it could not have worked out any better for all of baseball, with the notable exception, I suspect, of Anaheim and Toronto. Well, I'm a Cub fan, and Charlie, it seemed like two weeks ago he was a shoo-in to be a Cub. It's interesting how the rumors start and people start posting things, and next thing you know, he's signing for 10 years, $700 million with the Dodgers. Well, I don't know that he was a shoo-in anywhere two weeks ago. Yep, I'm not even I agree. sure. He was one of the things that was so thoroughly unique about this entire process. There was never any real negotiation. You know, he, he just, he went around, he kicked the tires, and he was going to determine for whom he was going to play, under what circumstances, and for how long. I think at the end of the day, while the money is enormous, it was secondary to what, what he wanted to do, where he wanted to be, mm-hmm. and how he wanted to play. Because one of the things in the past couple of years, knowing that the Dodgers had some real interest, real interest on Otani, I talked to, I can't tell you how many Japanese writers and broadcasters just to get a sense of who he was, how he thought, what it might play out. And they had no idea either. But one thing they did know is that he wanted to have as much control over his environment and circumstance as possible. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to go to a team that was consistently winning. And I don't know that the Cubs would fall into that category. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I agree with you. I, I agree. So, so, yeah. And that's the point. I, I, one of the things that's disappointed me seriously about this whole uh, Otani affair and, and the coverage of it, how poor the journalism has been. I mean, it's been oh, really yeah. off everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you had some dopes who were saying, hey, we've learned he's signing with Toronto. You learn from who? Right. You know, You're it, making it up. Yeah. yeah and and, and I, I think this is a real black eye for sports journalism. Again, I think it's also a byproduct of, of social media where people can say anything without impunity. And then other folks will run with it as fact. I mean, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Right, right. But that is how and where social media 
and and sports talk has taken it. Let's just make stuff up and let's get clicks. Yeah, it's let's all about the clicks, Charlie. Let's get let's get more phone calls. Mm-hmm. So I, so this you know as an old codger who's been around the block a little bit, <laughs> it, 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 this whole thing has been yeah. very disappointing to my industry. And yep, I agree. So that part has been hard to watch and hard to listen to. The Chicago Tribune had a great article uh, Sunday that talked about the circus surrounding this whole thing. It's exactly what you said. But $700 million, the Angels' Mike Trout had the richest contract in baseball at 12 years, $427 million. The Yankees' Aaron Judge at 360 Otani almost doubles Judge's contract. Well, there are a lot of factors that go into the number. One... The Dodgers have more money than most, if not all, the other franchises. Two, they also, Guggenheim, they own the Dodgers. They have half the Lakers, half the Sparks, have money in LAFC, have owned a good portion of Chelsea, the soccer team, a Formula One race team. Yep. And, oh, by the way, the Dodgers. And so when I was saying almost facetiously, He's the hood ornament for the Dodgers and all that they now have to look forward to over the next decade. It goes beyond that. It goes you know, to this Guggenheim group that owns all of these various franchises, all of whom have been you know, exceptionally successful. And so the Dodgers are just part of this burgeoning portfolio. So while the Dodgers may have been competing against other teams, they were also, you know, this this monolith financial industry that uh, that could afford the freight, and then they were able to structure the contract, and this is stuff I don't understand. Well, Charlie, they can def- let me... They can defer the money. Yes, and, I was and, and just so going to ask you about that. Yes, so the money is deferred, so the luxury tax won't be on $70 million. It's about 40 or $50 million because they deferred it. That's correct? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, that's stuff that I don't know. If I was an accountant, I could answer that question far better. You didn't take that class at Bradley back in the day. Okay. No. My point is that, and secondarily to the, the, the enormous contract, you know, in the last three years in Anaheim, he, by his mere presence, generated upwards of 20 million bucks a year in advertising. So when you saw that signage behind home plate and on the scoreboards and all of that, that's Japanese money. And the other thing is you can bet your bottom dollar every single Dodger game will be shown in Japan Oh yeah, next year and beyond. And so while they're paying him a lot of money, they're also immediately generating a lot of money coming in. So the numbers are huge, yes. But at the back end, again, the Guggenheim folks, they've got this stuff figured out. Mm -hmm. I I, I do not. But the upshot of it is they're getting money back just by his mere presence. Just his name. God only knows what what jerseys are going to go for and hats and all of the other uh, tchotchkes that go along with something like this. So, yeah, it's large. And, again, uh, uh, let me go back. Let's go back 10 years when Guggenheim bought the Dodgers and took them out of bankruptcy. They spent $2.1 billion. And people were saying, why are they spending $2.1 billion 
on a team that's in bankruptcy. The feeling was internally that the moment Mark Walter signed the deal, that they felt, the Dodgers, we already doubled our investment mm-hmm. just with that signature. Right. And then they made the big trade with the Red Sox to oh. bring in Adrian Gonzalez and yeah. Carl Crawford. And they said, all that money. And then they signed got the, the Spectrum deal for $8.5 billion for 25 years. So they just, they just play on a bigger table than teams. Right. And, and the Dodgers team is part of the big umbrella. So that's where it was all different and where, you know, every major deal that they have made financially from buying the team to getting Gonzalez and so on. Smart. Um, it's paid off. Right. Uh, how do you second-guess them at this point? You you can't. Now, let me ask you this. We're talking with Charlie Steiner and the voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Shohei Otani signed a 10-year, $700 million deal with the Dodgers. The Dodgers last won during COVID, 2020. Before that, it was 1988. By the way, ironically, I was at Bradley University at the time. But, Charlie, this guy loves winning. You guys can win, but the pressure is on. The next 10 years, what are we thinking? Three World Series or it's a failure? I don't know. Let's ask Aaron Rodgers about looking ahead 10 years. Yeah, he blew out his Achilles. Looking out 10 years is, uh, who knows? What, what, what we do know is that at this point, he is now a Dodger, the most famous baseball player on the planet, mm-hmm. um, joining now, I guess, the dominant team in the sport. And, and that's, all you, that's, that's all you know for sure. And you know that over the next five or six years, you'll have Betts, Freeman, and Otani, your top three hitters in whatever particular order they choose to go with. And has there ever been a better top three in any batting order anywhere at any time? You guys are loaded. You're loaded. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and now Otani. You're loaded. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, And so those are the reasons why. I think I didn't get a vote in any of this. Um, those are the reasons why they went all in, you know, $700 million all in. Mm-hmm. And again, with the way they can uh, work the books and deferments and the stuff that I don't understand, that is how and why they've been able to do it and how and why they feel pretty good about themselves as we speak. Well, here's a guy that is going to be your DH next season, but he's coming off his second surgery, an elbow surgery. He can't pitch until 2025. He's had two major surgeries in a five-year span, and people are saying, wow, $700 million. He's had two major surgeries in five years. The surgeon that did those surgeries is the Dodgers surgeon. Yeah, Neil Alatrage is the, is the surgeon to the stars of baseball, football, and basketball. Yes. And it's not bad that he's the in-house guy. So he knew. He knew that he'd be okay. Well, I don't know that he knew. (laughs) He he knew what the condition was. Yes, yes, he Um, did. And so the Dodgers didn't have to look at any physicals. They already had one. This guy did it. He worked on him. Charlie, before you go, I got to ask you about the uh, president, the Dodgers president of baseball ops, Andrew Freeman. This guy continues to make the right moves year after year. Well, you are what your record says you are. Yeah. They've, they've been in the postseason all these years in a row. Uh, they've fumbled and bumbled in, in the postseason. 
And I think the way it finished up last year, there was a greater sense of urgency to do something big and something bold, to talk to their fan base, to say, look, we're not kidding. So they had to do something. It was something they'd been been planning for a year and a half, if not more. And last year, everybody saw that their payroll had come down a little bit. And again, they were they were putting money into their piggy bank, mm-hmm. and they busted open the piggy bank the other day. High expectations, Charlie. High expectations. Bradley University's own in the voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers. It is Charlie Steiner. Thanks for taking the time, Charlie. Great to hear your voice. Thank you very much. More of the Pete McMurray Show next.